On behalf of a wholeness podcast and the Yoga Barber, we would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians on the land in which this podcast is being recorded, the Gunai Kurnai Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders. Welcome to a wholeness podcast. A healthy home for hair professionals and our clients. I'm your host, Fliss Downs, aka The Yoga Barber. Come on in. Hey, hey, beautiful beings, how are you going? We are 15 episodes deep into a wholeness podcast and I feel like this is getting better and better as time's going on and I'm finding my groove as a podcaster, as a host, as somebody who is bringing on guests onto this podcast as well as doing my own solo casts as well. As I mentioned at the end of last week's episode, today I'm joined with Tim. Tim is a client of mine and he's also a former pharmacist and digital nomad. And today he is now an Amazon agent owner, enabling brands on Amazon. Now, why am I getting a guy on this podcast who is now dealing with Amazon business, but coming on here talking about minerals? Well, because he has the background of a pharmacist that I really wanted to dive deeper into a mineral of which I have been deficient in this year and led me to feeling really, really unwell. So what is this mineral? The mineral that Tim and myself are going to be talking about today is iron. Back in May, I got diagnosed with iron deficient anemia. Now, I hadn't really thought about this scenario whatsoever until I had blood tests and this was the result that came through from having blood tests done. The reason why I brought Tim onto the Wholeness Podcast was because when I had this diagnosis, I actually shared with Tim the results and he was astonished with how I was still functioning. And even now, looking back at how unwell I was, I... Too, I'm surprised at how I managed to actually function day to day with the state that I was in feeling so unwell. But as you'll hear from my conversation with Tim today is how stubborn I am and how I was so determined to just push through. In this episode, Tim talks big words and they're still words that I still don't quite understand, but it gives us an insight into what is iron, why do we need it, how do we find out what our iron levels are, what happens to our body if we have too much or too little and what the difference is between iron deficient and iron deficient anemic and when is the time to consult your doctor, what's the treatment for iron deficiency and when will you start seeing the results of the iron infusion. This conversation, Tim and I are discussing this very fluidly there's no direct question then answer it's just a generalized conversation where through it these answers evolve so I hope you enjoy this and if you're wanting to hear more health and well-being episodes like this one please do let me know and we will continue doing these things so let's hear what Tim has to say about iron let's go iron 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 it's a big topic one that I didn't quite realise that there's so much involved with iron levels being in your body is a really big topic for yes. me right now. Yes. And I was speaking to you when I was cutting your hair and your beard and saying how 
I found out that my iron levels were really low and that I was going to have to have an iron infusion. Yep. So it was a, it was a, a mineral that I didn't quite realise mm. the impact that it could have on our body if yep. we was low yep. in iron. Yep. I guess I was taking our minerals that run through our body for granted. Mm. I was taking my health for granted. Mm. A lot I, of do. Yeah. Mm. I was feeling unwell for several months. And then I went to the doctors, had my blood test and found out that I was iron deficient, mm-hmm. anemic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't really know what that means. And I really think that there's many people out there that wouldn't really know what that means either, let alone know what iron is and Mm. why we need iron. So with you being a pharmacist and having all that experience within the medical field, what would be, let's say, the definition of what is iron? And how would you explain iron to be on a a simpler term as such? Sure. Now, so firstly... What you experienced is not uncommon. Mm-hmm. A lot of people in Australia, and we're a developed country mm-hmm. with good diet and healthy foods and access to everything we need, um, and yet uh, they estimate around 15% of women right. are iron deficient. Probably mm-hmm. a lot of them don't know they are because mm-hmm. the disease is very sneaky. So sometimes it's not clear what's going on you just feel generally pretty down and crap mm-hmm. and you feel fatigued and you just don't and you say oh that's work you know it's stress or it's it's this it's that it's the other and you're not actually aware that it's iron at the root cause of your problem mm-hmm. so yeah so start off with probably a lot of people listening may be experiencing iron deficiency without knowing it so iron is as you say it's a mineral it's found in the ground we dig it up and we sell it yeah. The people around the world, we make steel out of it. We Most metals have got some iron component in them, but yet it's really, really important for the human body, which is kind of weird because you wouldn't think we'd need metal inside us, but we yeah. do. Yeah. We do need metal, uh, quite a few metals actually, and iron's one of the most important metals that we eat. Copper's another right. one. You know, we there's, there's a few metals that we need to eat in our diet, and we get that through our vegetables and through mm-hmm. our meats and our fish and our poultry and our dairy products and calcium believe it or not is classed yeah, as a wow. metal so okay yeah, calcium yeah. is classed as a metal yeah, in the periodic table so it's wow. on, on the metal side of things so sodium these are all kinds of elements that play a similar role critical role in our body yeah iron's probably one of the ones that's commonly deficient mm-hmm. calcium's also commonly deficient and because iron is difficult to absorb in our bodies, we don't mm. get a lot of iron through our diets. Well, even though we eat iron, particularly if you're not eating meat or yeah. fish products or dairy, because what a lot of people don't realise is there's actually two forms of iron. There's what's called heme iron and non-heme iron. And heme, H-E-M-E, not him, is the iron you get from animal products. Mm. It's easily absorbed because the animal's already gone and done the work of absorbing the iron. Right. Right. Whereas non-heme iron, which comes from plants and plant matter and non-animal sources, is still in its kind of undigested form. And so our body's got to work harder Ah. to get the iron from vegetables than it does to get it from meat. Because the animals themselves have already digested it and broken it down. Yeah, and it's more available to our bodies when we eat like a steak or whatever. The iron contained within that steak is available and the body grabs it quickly. 
and mm-hmm. makes more use of it, mm-hmm. whereas the iron contained in, say, you know, spinach or something, or one of those leafy vegetables, which it's grown from the ground, is not yet available to the body, and the body's got to like convert it and mix it up a little bit mm-hmm. before it can get it into the bloodstream. Mm-hmm. So, the people that are eating non-meat primarily are going to have to work harder for their iron than the people who eat meat now not to pass judgment one way or the other you Mm. can still do fine either way Mm. it's just that the facts of life are that meat iron is easier to absorb than non-meat iron yeah but you can do things about it like for instance eating foods rich in vitamin c can help with the vegetable kind the non-heme iron so if you eat orange to go with your spinach or things that are really high like citrus products anything that's high even a vitamin c supplement Mm -hmm. if you can take that at the same time as your iron that can help grab the non-heme iron and make it more available so you can do better that way Mm -hmm. Um, on the other hand foods that are rich in um, what's called phytates which are like um, uh, beans um some some grains they're yeah. high in phytates. They yeah. come from Le- legumes. Yeah, legumes, legumes. I think they're high yeah. in phytates. Yeah. They actually interfere with iron absorption. Mm-hmm. So you know, if you're eating high phytate diet, no meat products, you're going to struggle to get the iron you yeah. need. You may need iron supplementation in yeah. that case. Yeah. But even iron supplementation doesn't work because it's not readily absorbed Mm. and it causes side effects Mm -hmm. and we talk about that in a minute but yeah iron supplementation may be required and and so someone who you were telling me about your battle with iron and how you didn't even know you had iron deficiency for a while and as i said that's really common yeah it's not actually unusual so what tends to happen is people just feel crap and the common symptoms are things like you're fatigued yeah. You're just short of breath, like going up the stairs, even mm, though you're, yes. you know, you're sort of like, oh, I should be able to go upstairs like I'm, you know, not an old woman sort mm, of thing. Mm. But, yeah, shortness of breath, fatigue, coldness in the extremities, yeah, like in yeah. the toes and in the hands yeah. and things. You're telling me all of my yeah. symptoms that I felt. <laughs> yeah, but you see, they're confused with other mm. things too. People mm-hmm. are like, oh, it's work, yeah. it's winter, it's yeah. where we live, it's my mm-hmm. house is cold. It's, you know, no one thinks of iron because, as you say, right at the start, you take it for granted. Yeah, I didn't mm. think about the potential of being deficient in anything, no. really. Why would you? You're healthy. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, mm. I I, th- mm. I work out here mm. and there. Yep. I believe I eat healthy, although, mm. you know, since being diagnosed with iron deficient anemia, mm. I've then questioned, actually, uh, my diet, I might think that I'm eating well, but actually I'm actually not eating enough. And that's possibly one of my big problems is I don't eat enough. Yeah. And then when I've looked at my diet, I'm pretty much just eating the same thing week yeah. to week. Not varied. And yet for a human body to function properly, it's needed. Mm-hmm. So wh- how is it needed? Why do we need iron? And mm. So we've talked a little bit about the absorption of it, but why do we even need it? Yeah. So the primary role of iron, well... Hard to say the primary role. The Mm -hmm. one that probably is most relevant to our discussion today is what it forms a molecule. It's used to form a molecule called hemoglobin. Mm -hmm. Now, people have probably heard of hemoglobin. It's sort of bandied around as a medical term and, Mm -hmm. oh, my hemoglobin's this or whatever. But what's hemoglobin? So hemoglobin is, is in, in layman's terms, a protein that is made by your body in your bone marrow and other places Mm -hmm. to effectively sit inside your blood as 
a transport mechanism for oxygen. Right, yes, so, which is possibly why I was experiencing headaches yeah. daily, mm. which is actually something that I found out was because I was low in iron, mm. and as what you're about to say is because I was low in iron, so low in iron, my body was finding it very hard to, correct me if I'm wrong, but to generate oxygen. And of course, we need oxygen to our brain yeah. to function well. Yeah. But because I wasn't getting enough oxygen to my brain, that's a very big cause or reasoning behind those daily headaches I was having. Sure. And so if you think about what is blood, because mm -hmm. first to understand iron, we have to understand what is blood. Right. So what, what does blood do? Well, we've all got blood. Mm -hmm. And if we lose our blood, we die. Yeah. Right. Everybody knows that. Mm -hmm. And the role of blood is to carry things around. So blood goes around all parts of your body, your stomach and yeah. your brain and your lungs and your liver and basically carries chemicals from one place to another. Mm -hmm. From where they're going in, like your lungs, that's where oxygen goes in when you take a breath. Yeah. And then your blood picks up the oxygen and takes it to all of your organs and keeps you alive. Mm -hmm. Now, you'll die within a few minutes if that stops. Mm. Okay. Mm. But... What you were experiencing was blood that had a diminished capacity to carry oxygen. Yeah. Right? So your oxygen wasn't going to where it needed to go in the quantities that it needed to go. Right. Now, it wasn't like you're getting no oxygen or you'd be dead. Yeah. Right? But you're yeah. getting diminished oxygen. So mm -hmm. it meant that your haemoglobin, for one reason or another, probably because you didn't have enough iron, mm. was just not fit for task. So, mm -hmm. in other words, if you can think of... Our transport mechanisms in Australia, we've got roads and rail running everywhere yeah. and they're carrying goods to yeah. Bensdale and mm -hmm. towns and yeah. make sure we've got food to eat and taking our products back to Melbourne. And But if you halve the number of trucks on the road, mm -hmm. right, you're going to halve the number of goods flowing yes. around. Well, that's what happened to you. So yeah. because of your iron deficiency, your body wasn't able to make haemoglobin. I'm mm -hmm. guessing I didn't see your yeah. diagnosis, yeah. but this is typical. Yeah. You didn't have enough iron. You couldn't make enough haemoglobin. Therefore, half the number of trucks on the road, therefore you just couldn't carry oxygen mm -hmm. yeah, in mm -hmm. the quantities you needed to carry yeah. it. And it's a sliding scale. Mm -hmm. So you go from completely full of iron yep. to iron deficiency, mm -hmm. which is mm -hmm. not anemia. It's yeah. it's just like you just mm -hmm. don't quite have enough iron. Yeah. But it can take ages for mm. that to show up, mm -hmm. like a year. Right, yeah. Right. So you stopped eating iron, you might be right for ages. Yes. Okay. And then it's eventually just slips down that slope mm -hmm. until eventually you don't have enough hemoglobin and it starts to become symptomatic and then yes. you start feeling really rubbish. Incredibly. Yeah. It was mm. to the point where I was so fatigued that it was taking me probably about three hours for me to get out of bed yeah. in the morning. So that's unusual. Mm. And mm. I was having to force myself to go to work. You know, it would be a case of I'd wake up, set my alarm, incredibly struggle to get out, mm. keep on hitting the snooze, which mm. isn't me. It's like mm. normally 5am, bam, mm. alarm goes off, or sometimes I even wake up before my alarm mm. and I get out of bed, I do my thing. But with this, it was just my body physically couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't function. Mm. My brain wasn't working until the very last minute where I literally mm. legitimately had to get out yeah. of bed to go to work. I dragged myself to the shower. I'd yeah. have a shower. I'd sit on the shower floor mm. And I'd somehow, I don't know how I did it, Tim, mm. but I somehow forced myself to mm. go to work. Just through sheer will. It was just, mm. you know, my my GP, mm. he wanted to sign me off twice leading mm. up to all of this because mm. I was so unwell. But I 
was Miss Stubborn mm. and was like, mm. no, but I'm going to keep on going. Like, mm. I don't want to take sick leave, rah yeah. rah In the end, I decided to take holiday leave anyway. Mm. So then I didn't take sick leave. But you mentioned about how it's a disease. Mm. Mm. Now, that that's interesting yeah. because I wouldn't have thought it would be a disease. Was mm. that just a terminology that you've used or it would be iron deficient anemic would be classed as a disease that's a recognized disease right yeah, yeah. it's actually uh, i was doing some research before talking to you and it's like 1.5 billion people in the world are mm. classified as having some form of anemia right so that's a lot yes. of people right yes <laughs> and it doesn't seem to be like a lot of nutrition diseases are kind of limited to developing countries with poor mm-hmm. diets and things right. like that. You think, oh, you know, the rich West yeah. will be fine, but, like, it's a real problem for us. Right. And so, yeah, but it's definitely a disease because mm-hmm. iron is not only used for haemoglobin, it forms your muscles, it forms your mm. brain, it makes your immune system work, mm-hmm. it actually gets involved in how you make energy from food. Yeah. So you lose your iron. There's mm-hmm. a lot of things starting to go wrong. Oh, yeah. So, you yeah, know, it's definitely a disease. And as I said, it's a, it's a sliding scale. So mm-hmm. there's normal iron, there's iron deficiency, and then it sort of deteriorates to iron deficiency anemia. Yeah. Now, anemia simply means lack of haemoglobin. Mm, right, right, okay. So that's kind of yeah. what and, – and that's caused by lots of different things, yeah. not just iron. Yeah. Okay, yeah. iron is one of the leading causes mm-hmm. of anemia, mm-hmm. like low iron is, yeah. of course, the leading yeah. cause. But there are other causes, and there's like 10 common ones and maybe another 100 uncommon mm. ki- types mm. of anemia. Yeah. Some are yeah. inherited from your parents, yeah. genetic anemias. Yeah. Some are caused by chemicals like chemotherapy. Mm. You know, if you're going through cancer treatment, mm. that can cause it. Diet's a big one, yeah, right? because yeah. that's probably where you were going. Yeah, I mean, going. you know, I think straight away when I was starting mm. to tell people that I was low in iron, mm. straight away people were like, oh, let me guess you're a vegetarian or a vegan, yeah. you know, yeah. and which is a very common assumption. Yeah, and it's not always right. And it's not always right. Yeah, mm. you're right. Mm. and It's a stereotype. It is a stereotype. Mm. And I, I go in and out of being vegetarian, vegan, meat eater, pescatarian you know i'll class myself as a flexitarian but Mm. i'll go through phases where i just don't really want any meat but then all of a sudden i'll be like oh i could just do a chicken korma i could murder a steak yeah Yeah. or a bacon sandwich i mean Mm. i personally just don't Mm. like steak i've never Mm. liked it i've tried Mm. it but it's just not my thing but everyone's like oh you need to eat a good bit of steak and i'm like (laughs) piss off like (laughs) it may not work for you like it may not be the fact that (laughs) you're not getting iron it may be you're not absorbing it yes Mm. exactly Mm. and also, you, you talk about this scale mm. of mm. levels of, of iron. Mm. Now, my doctor said to me that he would like an adult to be anywhere between 75 and 100. Mm. Their, their iron level to be mm. anywhere between 75 and 100. Mm. Now, mine was level 9. Yeah. And yeah. I remember as soon as I said that to you, you was like, geez, yeah. how are you how going? Are you functioning? <laughs> how are you functioning? Yeah. And, you know, I think if I correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure you even said to me, I'm surprised you've not been hospitalised or... Mm. Or even mm. just got your iron infusion straight away. Yeah, I was surprised it took you so long to... Yeah, you're that low. Yeah. Um, you must have been very stubborn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I can say is you must have been stubborn. Yeah, yeah. but I felt vile, yeah. so sick, mm. so unwell. Mm. And so when you get into that anemic phase, yep. 
what what's that level? Because I was level nine, yeah. which is pretty much nearly zero mm. iron yep. in me yep. um, or, or in my body. Mm. So at what point do you go from being uh, deficient to mm. then deficient yep. anemic? So I'm a pharmacist, not a hematologist, mm-hmm. right? So we need to qualify that I'm not a blood expert yeah. and I wouldn't be treating diseases like what you're describing yeah. in the pharmacy. Yeah. So we're involved in people with low-grade mm-hmm. anemias. We give them some iron supplementation, which has usually been diagnosed or confirmed by their GP. Yeah. All right? Yes. Once it gets really severe, the GP probably would refer you to a hematologist to, mm-hmm. to study your root cause of why anemia mm. Is, is so severe. So we tend to, and I do some a little bit of work uh, in the health system, mm-hmm. hospital system now, just yeah. a little bit, it's not my full-time job, but we tend to focus on anemia being around the haemoglobin levels, not the iron levels. Right. Right. So the haemoglobin is effectively what the iron is used to build. Yeah. So we're kind of looking further down the chain. We're saying, yeah, I don't, I don't need to know what your iron is, I need to know what your haemoglobin is because mm. your iron could be really high, but if your haemoglobin's low, uh, you still can't carry oxygen. Yes. Yeah, your trucks are off the road. Yeah, 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 okay. So we wanted to find out how many trucks have you got on the road mm-hmm. and how much oxygen could you carry. And so we look at haemoglobin deficiency and that's how we would probably classify you as anemic. Yeah. And I think typically in the hospital, and I'm going to have to, you know, Take this on advice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is Tim trying to remember, but I think hemoglobin <laughs> less than a hundred is classified as needing iron transfusion. Yeah, so, right. Okay. Yeah. Which in the in the end, yeah. I you know my GP did refer me. Yeah. Well, after finding out that iron level yeah. of being nine, mm. he said, you know, we there's a few things that we can go around it, but mm. your quickest way to get iron in your system is by an iron infusion. Definitely. And yeah. without a shadow of a doubt, I was like, mm. yes, just mm. something. Just I yeah. yeah. And you mm. know, even now mm. I feel like I'm ready for another iron infusion. Yeah. And I'm only about maybe God, I mean I'm gonna have to correct myself on this, mm. but I think I'm about twelve weeks on yeah. from having the iron infusion. Yeah. And my GP said mm. to me you know, it's probably going to take about four weeks for you mm. to notice the difference. Mm. And it got mm. to about week three and yeah. my energy level started yeah. to peak. I wasn't yeah. struggling to get out of bed. Yeah. The headaches was reducing. Mm. And then after week four and five, I then went headache free yeah, great. for five weeks. Great. Yeah, which was amazing mm. because it was just debilitating. Yeah, of course. And I've always experienced headaches. Mm. I have experienced migraines ever since I was a teenager. So mm. it makes me question... Has this actually been a health problem mm. for many years, maybe mm. even half my life potentially? Mm, but like you say, mm. your body can function being low in iron, mm. but then, and it takes it a little while to get to the point mm. that maybe where I've got to, mm. and I just didn't pick up on these things soon enough, which is hence why I got so mm. unwell with it. Yeah, it's common in women mm. of your age group. Yeah. And the reason that is, is because you have a couple of disadvantages over men. Number one, you have less muscle mass generally. Yeah. Like as a as a rule, yeah. testosterone grows muscle yeah. mass. So cross sectional muscle area is less in women. Mm. You tend to eat less. Yes. Typically. Yes. You tend to well, most women lose a fair amount of blood every month. Yeah. In the menstruation cycle. Mm-hmm. So blood is where your iron's going. Yes. And that's when I do you know what? On my heaviest day of the cycle, yeah. that is when I have the biggest headache constantly mm. all day mm. i can predict it coming mm. yeah. because it is so frequent yeah. and i think like you say mm. for women it is 
that time of the month we're just bleeding yeah, but you're so therefore it, yeah. it is going to happen right yeah, yeah. automatically iron's literally so just coming out of our body you are literally bleeding iron <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. and we don't do that as men no. so of course we store our iron more safely and securely mm-hmm. i suppose mm-hmm. and so that's why it's such a common disease for women mm-hmm. particularly post puberty because mm-hmm. you start menstruating and yep. uh, that's when it you know that's sort of the the iron years where you have trouble so yeah you, you should if you're having any of those symptoms he- headaches a bit unusual i'll be honest mm-hmm. i'm not familiar with headaches being linked to anemia but that's not yeah to say that i'm a hematologist yeah so, yeah. Yeah. so mm-hmm. that, that's probably nothing but certainly fatigue like mm-hmm. what you're experiencing yeah. certainly coldness mm-hmm. certainly shortness of breath mm-hmm. pale or yellowish skin they mm-hmm. say or yeah. brittle nails or hair mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. these are all sort of symptoms of mm-hmm. iron deficiency if you are having those things definitely ask your gp do yeah. you think i should be tested for iron mm-hmm. you know and they can order a, a blood test which can just measure your iron levels like yeah. what you had yes. and keeping in mind your iron levels you're talking about are not the hemoglobin levels i'm talking about so it's different, different isn't it we're yeah comparing different metrics that. yeah mm. so like i said iron is used to make hemoglobin amongst yeah. other things mm-hmm. we're interested clinically mm-hmm. how much hemoglobin have you got yeah because that's what oxygen you can carry yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah you can get a hemoglobin test or you can get an iron test i mean they're all pretty common yeah they're not expensive yeah. and yeah and another symptom that i was experiencing and sort of coming it's coming back again a little bit and i mm. don't you know again i know that you're not a, a doctor as such but mm. is disorientation mm. Is, is that could that be a symptom of I low in iron? I can see a pathway iron? where that would be a symptom. Yeah. I mean, put it this way: if you stopped breathing and only took every third breath, so you just resisted the urge to breathe the other two times and just breathed every third time, mm-hmm. you reckon you'd be feeling pretty lightheaded and headachy? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. reckon you would be. Yeah, and that's kind of similar. Like you're just not because getting, you're not getting enough. You're not getting enough oxygen. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you're breathing normally, you're getting enough oxygen, mm-hmm. but you're not. It's just going in and out. It's not yeah. being picked up by the hemoglobin. Yeah. Right? So there's not enough trucks going by the depot, and so the oxygen's sitting there waiting to be picked up. It's not getting picked up, so out it goes again. Yeah. yeah. So that's how that's what's happening with your hemoglobin levels, and that's the key role of iron in our body. Mm. And that's why blood is red, believe yeah. it or not. It's because when blood cells that contain hemoglobin yeah. pick up oxygen molecules and they carry four oxygen molecules per hemoglobin, mm-hmm. it goes bright red. Oh. Right, and when it doesn't have oxygen in it, it's a darkish red, bluish color, sort of a really darky right. brown blue sort ah, of thing. Okay. So yeah, fun fact: you mm. can tell if blood is arterial or venous because arterial blood's just been to your lungs, yeah, and it's bright red, mm-hmm. and venous blood is going back to your lungs. It's got no oxygen left, and yep. it's dark red. Right, because mm. there's more blue, more bluey, dark, more blue yeah, in it. brown, right, dark. Okay, yeah, yeah that makes bright sense. red blood is arterial meaning it's just come from the lungs where it's just picked up a fresh load of oxygen so it's it's vivid red and so is that maybe why when somebody injures themselves their blood's super red because it's arterial it's Mm. arterial yeah Ah. yeah yeah. okay the other thing is it's spurting because arterial blood spurts and venous blood drips right (laughs) yeah but we're we're off topic here yeah no no i was just curious like huh is that why like when you cut yourself your blood your blood is so red if your blood is super super red it's full of oxygen yeah which is positive Mm. because we need oxygen yeah that's That's a a really good thing thing. yeah 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 yeah. okay Mm. so if you notice that you've got any symptoms Mm. consult your doctor that's right 
You can't get it done at a pharmacy. You can't get it done at a pharmacy. No, no. And then... Yet. There's some home tests coming, I hear. Yes, mm. yes, yes, yes. Mm. Which is, I think you sent me that link, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, mm. there's some home tests. I don't has, I don't recommend them at this stage, namely because I don't know about them. Yeah. It's not that I don't think they're good. Mm. I just don't want to recommend anything I've got no yeah, idea about. Yeah, no, yet. that makes sense. Mm. And you, get your, you speak to your GP. Mm. Your GP would then request you to have some blood tests. Yep, simple. Those... Blood tests come back, mm-hmm. and then it's based a case of you're low in iron or you're not low in iron. Pretty much. How um, how low are you in iron? And mm. if you're too low, mm. then these are the situations mm. you take iron supplements, which mm-hmm. I've also been put on. Mm-hmm. And my goodness me, the days that I take my iron yeah. supplements, I feel yeah. well. I can taste iron. Up, <laughs> oh my god, Tim! I'm all yeah. day going. Yeah. That's something I know a lot about is iron supplements because yeah. we sell them and people yeah. don't like them. Yeah, I mean, I just take them, uh, my GP recommended me to take mm. them just three, four times a week after mm. my iron infusion. Mm. I had to wait about, I think he said about four weeks after the iron infusion to yeah. start taking my mm. iron supplements. And then, of course, so you, you can take iron supplements. It, you can change your diet, so eat more foods and nutrients that contain higher iron levels in and maybe don't eat so much phytates because they're probably taking your iron levels down and what 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 kind of um uh, foods are phytates legumes right um beans which are things i thought had iron in well they might do but they're phytates fighting Uh, it ah okay yeah yeah. phytate is phy not yeah phyte as in Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, got you. Yeah, PHY phytates mm-hmm. are contained in those foods and they can decrease the iron that's absorbed. Yeah. Basically blocks mm-hmm. you from picking up mm-hmm. your iron out of your diet. Yeah. So, yeah. so, yeah, I mean, diet's one way to treat it. Supplementation uh, is definitely another way to treat it. But as you say, supplements are poorly tolerated, mm-hmm. meaning people get lots of side effects. Yes. And they, um, you're supposed to take them at night separate wow. to any other food interesting ideally because i've been taking mine mm. first thing in the morning yep. on an empty stomach mm. and then nothing to eat or drink mm. for an hour afterwards but yep. i was advised mm. and this is a bit of knowledge for everyone that i found out mm. when i found out i was iron deficient anemic mm. was as what we've touched on already is if you if your body can't absorb iron, well, then we have a bit of a, hu- a, pr- a problem, yeah. Houston. Yeah. And so what I understood was to actually drink a 250 ml of orange juice, mm. because it's vitamin C, mm. with my iron mm. tablet, mm. because then that will help my body absorb the iron better. Correct. And so mm. that's how I've mm. been taking my iron yeah. tablet. The only thing that, according to the research I've read, and maybe your doctor's read different research, is that you absorb it better at night. Oh. Yeah, still with the empty stomach, still with yeah. the vitamin C, still with the, I mean, empty stomach and vitamin C is opposite, but yeah. the right kind of thing in your tummy. Yeah, yeah so because, taking, having like a glass of orange juice would be fine with it because yeah. it's more of a liquid yeah, rather yeah. than an actual... And it's that vitamin C. Yeah. yeah. Whereas if you took it like straight after your dinner mm. at night, you might have dinner full of phytates and other foods, which mm-hmm. is going to block the iron. Yeah. So that's why you do it on an empty stomach. Yeah. Typically absorb better at night. Yeah. However... A lot of people, uh, a common amount of people get side effects like constipation, mm-hmm. taste in your mouth, yes. like what you're talking about, yeah. a bit of nausea. Yeah. Yeah, so the iron tablets can be a bit tricky. There are some new iron tablets on the market. They're more expensive, of course, yeah. that are pretty digested. So they're, right. they're easier on the tummy. You don't yeah. get the constipation. You don't get the 
burpy mm-hmm. taste in your yeah, mouth sort yeah, of yeah. thing. So maybe if you're struggling with iron supplementation, try those. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to try taking them at night time now because mm. if my symptom from taking iron tablets is I get a very strong metally yeah. iron taste in my mouth yeah. and it doesn't disintipate throughout the day no. whatsoever. It's just constant. Whatever I eat, whatever I drink, mm. I can taste that iron. Mm. But now come to think about it, I could try taking it at night time because then I'm going to be asleep. Yeah. So I'm not going to be knowing any of this taste bud situation going on because I'm going to be asleep. Worth a try. Yeah. Worth a try. Also, maybe try some of those more novel types of iron tablets that you can get nowadays. Mm. I think Fabco is a brand that comes to mind. I can't think of the other ones, but yeah, Yeah. like they're they're on the shelves at the Mm. chemist now and you can just, yeah, some of them might be a gimmick where they just charge you more for the exact same thing. Yes. (laughs) But some of them have actually, they've done some research into trying to make the iron better available Mm -hmm. to you and less side effecty. Yeah. If that's a word. Yeah. 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 Mm. So yeah, that's, that's iron supplementation. And then of course, iron supplementation takes quite a long time to boost your iron levels. It's not well tolerated. Yeah. Yeah. Like people don't like them. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're expensive uh, Mm. because you've got to spend more money on pills every month so so for various reasons oh and it just doesn't work some people just don't get the results like Mm -hmm. their iron still stays low and Mm -hmm. their hemoglobin still stays low and so for some people iron supplementation isn't working yeah yeah so is that then when a iron infusion is needed because iron supplements aren't enough for one's body to get it. For, for, for whatever reason, yeah. it's not working for mm-hmm. you. And there's mm-hmm. various reasons why it wouldn't. And what, I mean, can you have iron infusions on a regular basis? You can definitely have them on a regular basis. Not too regular because mm-hmm. you can actually, iron can be toxic. Mm-hmm. If you have too much iron. Yes, I remember you telling me this. It's just as dangerous as not enough iron. Yeah. So, and in fact, it can be life-threatening. Mm-hmm. So if you, you can overdose yourself on iron. So mm. don't go out there and say, oh, one's good, two must be better. Yep. Three's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> You'll put yeah. yourself in hospital. Yeah. yeah. So too much iron is just as dangerous as not enough. So you need the right level of iron. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, so you can have regular iron infusions. I think it's like six to 12 monthly. I think. Yeah, yeah. My memory. GP suggested mm. that I would probably need another one in about a year's time, yeah, yeah, which is common. now probably in yeah. about you know nine mm. months' time. But mm. particularly with sort of some of these symptoms starting to creep back in, yeah. definitely nowhere's as severe as what they were. I'm yeah. like going, oh, mm. I might need that iron infusion yeah. sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um, They'll probably let the blood test tell you what's going on. Mm. Yeah. And so when I'm working in the pharmacy in the hospital, I often see people getting repeat iron infusions about an, a year apart. Yeah. So that's not uncommon. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you might need them for a while. They're, you know, pretty easy to get. They're not mm. a big deal. They're not all that expensive. So, yeah. you know, I think it's it's a good solution. Yeah. Here Better. in Australia, mm. it cost me about $130 for an iron infusion. Yeah. Mm. Back in the UK... Mm. On NHS, yeah. it'll be free yeah. because it's yeah. the NHS unless yeah. you wanted to go private and get it done mm. a lot more sooner than what mm. the NHS might be able to get you in. But yeah. I guess if you're really at a, an extremity mm. back in the UK, yeah. it'll be like, well, this is this is a necessity for this person. It yeah. needs to be done. It's a priority, you yeah. know, whereas here in Australia, yeah. Yeah. I had my own infusion in about three, four weeks after yeah. finding out my iron levels. And depending on, like, if you were in hospital... Being really sick, you'd get it straight away yeah. and it would be free. I was so yeah. tempted yeah. to go to hospital so many <laughs> yeah. times. Yeah. I, you know, and, and now looking back at it, you know, I mean, I was kind of going off 
you know, my G, my GP saying, yeah, you know, book him with me. I can mm. do it here at the mm. surgery, I which I thought, oh yeah, that would be nice because you know I, I trust my GP, mm. and it was the case of I can I can book an appointment. Whereas now, come to think about it, I should have just attended A and E and told them how I was feeling and said, look, I've been told that my iron levels are nine. Mm. I I can't wait yeah. until my iron infusion. And looking back at it. I was I sh- I should have done, but it's it's. I didn't like think I about said, that. Iron deficiency is hard to deal with because it's sneaky, mm. and so even if you went to A and E, like they're dealing with like emergencies. Yeah, iron deficiency is never an emergency. Yeah, right. right? It's okay. always considered a sort of a slow chronic condition. Yeah. <clears throat> so you may not have, I, and I'm not going to tell you what would have happened at A and E. Yeah, I'm not a doctor. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not an A and E doctor, yeah. and but you may not have got. The treatment you needed right. in AD because they're just not looking for iron deficiency mm. there. Like you don't get people rushed in by ambulance with iron deficiency. Yeah, right. They drive themselves. Yeah, <laughs> to hospital. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. you know, we're, we're in the A and E department. They're dealing with heart attacks and yeah. and you know injuries and broken arms yeah. and things that need immediate. Yeah. <laughs> Got a little soul going. I'm low in iron I'm and I'm needing yeah. an iron infusion. Yeah. So what might happen is if you go to hospital because <laughs> you're so sick from being iron deficient yeah. that other things are starting to go wrong, like yeah. your kidneys are failing yeah. and your heart's causing problems mm-hmm. and you're, you know, whatever, you've collapsed at work yeah. or whatever, then they might notice your iron's really low because mm-hmm. they'll do a blood test, of course, yeah. and that's when you'll get treated in hospital for iron deficiency. Right, because I, you pronounce yeah. yourself to the hospital with mm. severe symptoms. Well, but it's something else. Like you've fallen yeah. over at work and you've yes. banged your head. Yeah. Right? On the side of the, right. the barbering table. Yeah. Right? So they're going to rush you to hospital, they're going to mm. treat your head wound, and mm. they're going to try and figure out, well, why did you fall over? Yeah, yeah right. That's okay. when you'll get treated for iron uh-huh. deficiency. I yeah, doubt yeah. you'd be able to rock up to A&E and say, give me a, <laughs> an iron treatment. Maybe you an can. An iron infusion, please. I could be wrong. Yeah, I could be yeah, wrong. Yeah. I've never tried it. But, mm. yeah, that's not mm. how I understand how it yeah. would work. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And is there anything else on the topic of iron that would mm. be – useful for people to know or just something that maybe isn't so common Mm. so look i mean obviously the one thing that comes up a lot is anemia is not one disease Mm -hmm. anemia is probably a hundred different diseases Mm -hmm. one of the really interesting ones i think they call it pernicious anemia you might hear that word mm-hmm. that's vitamin b12 deficiency right it's actually nothing to do with iron ah. <laughs> so it causes the same problem you mm. still have hemoglobin issues but mm-hmm. the vitamin b12 is the root cause right that's a whole nother podcast though as yeah, to what yeah, vitamin yeah. b12 does <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah that's that's you might hear someone saying i've been diagnosed with anemia it just means there's lots of different ways you can get anemia right. and iron is only one of them okay yeah, which That's is why in hospital we focus on hemoglobin not iron levels that makes sense okay yeah. whereas for me i'm just yeah. like oh like yeah. you you become anemic mm. just because you're low in iron but that's not it's, the case it's one of the major causes is, right. is iron yeah. yeah but it's not the only cause yeah so yeah if you have symptoms of of those you know like i said cold extremities mm-hmm. weakness not having energy to get up the stairs yeah. you know shortness of breath all that sort of stuff that would be symptoms that maybe you need to get checked out and maybe you're anemic and maybe it's iron that's the problem yeah yeah but that can certainly be told by your doctor so you wanted a fun fact on iron yeah come on <laughs> here's a fun fact on iron every person has around three to four grams of iron which is a tiny tiny amount it's, ah. it's like less than a teaspoon 
of iron through your whole body. So it's about the weight of a paperclip of iron. So if you could maybe eat a paperclip, that'd be enough iron. But no, I'm only joking. That's stainless steel. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's not a lot of iron, but such a little amount of iron can create a yeah. lot of problems if you don't have enough of it. Yeah. Wow. And so, yeah, definitely it's not like you're swimming in iron. It's a tiny, tiny amount, but, you know, it's it's not a lot. That isn't a lot, is it, actually? Yeah, and I'm just trying to figure out how much that would be worth on the open market. So it's $100 per tonne of iron, four grams. So you're probably looking at around, yeah, about 0. 0.0005 cents of iron in you. <laughs> So it's not a very valuable compound with no, regards to money, no. but it's a very valuable compound with regards to life. Yeah. That's how I'm going to leave you with iron. That's great. Yeah. Thank you, my love. <laughs> no I <worries>. love it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a fun fact for you. <laughs> oh, that was mm. awesome. Mm. After all that hemo, homo, glebian, malarkey chat, I hope you got a little bit more insight into what is iron and why it's so important that we have it in our body and system. Please do leave a review, whether that's clicking on the stars or actually writing a review. It will help this podcast get bigger and better and get out to more people so they can hear what a wholeness podcast is all about. Please do share, like, comment, pass it on to your barber, your hairdresser colleague friend family member whoever share it on your socials and go follow me on socials at the yoga barber tune in to next week's episode well i'll be doing a solo cast and sharing a little bit of a story in the meantime so much love to you all join me every wednesday for a wholeness podcast i'll catch you real soon peace love and light